I'm not gonna. I don't even want to say it. Don't you? Say I got it? a. I got a message. Uh oh. From Bleacher Report talking crazy about Harry Kane. Talking about he's out for the year. No, talking about he's willing to. <laughs> he's willing to see what the future holds if Spurs don't win any fucking trophies. Oh, you might just be. Yeah, you might just be putting off. Uh, you might just be in denial because it's the truth. He's been there, what, eight years? Yeah. Uh, dude, he's the backbone of the fucking friend. Like, I can't even say friend. He's the backbone of the team. How do you do that? Well, let's see. It wasn't, it's not Pochettino's fault. He did what he had to do. I'm going to be honest with you. If they sell him and they don't get close to $200 million, boy's going to be tight. I think for Harry Kane, you'll get a smooth... Um, one seventy-five. It better be. You got you guys to get one seventy-five, maybe. Because how old is he? Twenty what? Six? Twenty-seven? Seven? Twenty-seven? Yeah, you you'll still crack a hundred for sure. Um, yeah, he's worth one fifty. That's his bare minimum. You think so? That's what that's what the global transfer market says. Well, global transfer market needs to consider the fact that he's been. <laughs> Not injury prone, but he's been significantly injured these past two and a half seasons. Yeah, but the thing is, dude, is he he's a goal machine. Yeah, he is a goal machine. You're right about that. But he got to be on the pitch. Speaking of goal machine, Erlen Halland. I don't bro, know, bro. Don't he's know. A, he's he's a nut. <laughs> I don't know if you recant or I'm sorry, recall. Yeah, I got all my words fucked up today. One of the first people starts talking about motherfucker, but. You're on the phone with him. Oh yeah, no, I remember you. You were talking about him for for a good good portion. I would definitely give you credit for that. However, sounds nasty. Listen, he's already talking about potentially Real Madrid, going to Real Madrid's fucking three months in into being a Borussia. All right, I need him to chill out. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> want him to go there. I don't want him to go there. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let's say that. Let's say that. I'm yawning. I feel like he would he would go. <laughs> I know he would go. He would absolutely go. They need a they need a man like him. They haven't had a man like him since Benzema's first couple seasons there. And even then, I think he's better. <laughs> even then, because Benzema- here's the thing too, because I've been watching a lot of his shit mm-hmm. and uh, shit meaning highlights. <laughs> um, uh, and he's I don't know if he's like. Meant to be in Spain, he's not a Spanish player. Like, I mean, no correction, he's not a Spanish league player. That's yeah. not his game. He he's well more suited for obviously the best league in all of soccer, which is the Premier League. Like he's he's literally built for it. He's, he's a tap. He's he's a tapping god, man. He's just yeah. right place, right time. Yeah. So Premier League, he um. Italy, I think it's too slow, but he'll he'll thrive there. Um, and well, no, wasn't no. Where did he come from before? Uh, Dutch, he played right? for no nah, Salzburg. Oh, so he was already in Germany. No, that's uh, Austria. Austria. Oh, Salzburg. That's what you said. I'm sorry. Yeah, Salzburg. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'd even think no one ever goes from. <laughs> Bundesliga to or, or Divisi in uh, Netherlands, but he he thrived there, 
he break all types of records in France. So that's not even, I don't even, I would never suggest that he go there. Um, but yeah, so I think it, it'll go Premier League, um, maybe Serie A, then La Liga, then France. No, 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 no. I'll go, I'll go, the uh, Dutch League is third, then La Liga, then France. You know what I'm saying I would. I, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think his play style really suits there. But I mean, hey, if he wants to go, fuck it, go. Your thing, player. But he's gonna want to leave probably after the first year. First year for sure. I think Borussia Dortmund needs to put all their eggs in the basket this year for Champions League. I mean, I don't think he's gonna leave next year, but I definitely think he'll leave the following year. No one says Borussia Dortmund long term. Um, at all. Like oh, you want to hear something crazy? Unless you're Marco Royce or Mario Goethe. Yeah. But, well, uh, well, Mario Goethe, this is his second uh, go go around. Yeah. People come back. Baby, come back. Exactly. Marco Royce has seen some of the best players in the league, uh, not the league, in, in the world, come through Borussia Dortmund for two seasons and then leave. Oh, you want to hear some crazy shit, though? Um, so... RB, I don't know. You've probably seen it. I don't know. But RB Leipzig made a joke about Liverpool losing. Did you hear? Okay, like- so RB Leipzig on their Twitter posted a picture of Timo Werner, like a gif of him looking at his phone and making a shocked face, like like looking at the Liverpool score and being shocked. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, Timo Werner immediately unfollowed the team that he plays for Twitter after that happened. He unfollowed that page? Yeah. Oh, snap. Like, for real, for real? Like, that part wasn't a joke? That's not a joke. Oh, he's gone. Yeah, Sun's going to Liverpool. Probably going to Liverpool. Yo, he's really leaving, huh? Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Like, and he's not even so much as coming out talking about I love it here or nothing like that. He's literally going. That's crazy. I think yeah. I hate when stuff like that happens where some of these players <laughs> are not even close to being like transferred. Deals haven't been agreed to, but they're all but like certain players literally have control of their faith. And he basically knows that he's choosing Liverpool in a sense. He's like, yep, yeah. that's where I'm going. Like, that's crazy. He's not guaranteeing himself playing, though. That's the only No, not point. at all, because look at what they have right now. They Yes, they lost to Watford. <laughs> ah, they lost to Watford. Oh, boy. And Yeah, that was fun watching. I'm not going to sit here and say I told the world, but I have a, a crazy intuition, and the amount of times I hear people tell me, yo, that was, you, you had perfect timing, or that was great timing. The amount of times I hear that, it's, it's, I would be rich. But I say that to say that I was literally thinking in my head, looking at Liverpool's schedule, and I was like, yo, Wofford, I was like, oh, it was my, I was looking at my fantasy team, I was looking at my fantasy soccer team, and I was like, damn, they play Wofford this week, let me bench, uh, oh no, Wofford plays them this week, let me bench uh, their goalkeeper, and I was like, man, and then watch Liverpool uh, get shut out by Wofford, and they win, and then lo and behold, what happens? I didn't tweet about it. I didn't even tell you about it. I was just literally just fixing my fantasy lineup, and I was just like, "All right, I'm gonna take out their goal. I'm, I'm gonna take out uh Ben Foster." Yeah, I took out Foster and put in uh, Fabianski. Fabianski still got me two points, but uh, Ben Foster got six. 
Um, yeah. I didn't really need the six, but not need, but it, the six wouldn't have helped or did anything. But I never played fantasy soccer, by the way. This is my first season, Shep. And once you get the swing of it, it's pretty fun. Um, like, I'm torn right now because, yes, I'm an Arsenal fan, guys. Yes, through and through. Yeah, Gunners, yeah, hear me out. Um, but I was told a long time ago that money and feelings don't mix well. So, uh, not that we're playing this league for money, but just the sake of winning. I have Bergeron that just came uh, from the Dutch league <laughs> to the Spurs. Wait, so, you so you, you got a Bergeron that doesn't play hockey on your team? Yeah. Yes, I, <laughs> I got I got your I got your I got your winger man because I watched this I watched the first game because I think that was when Arsenal for like this weird span oh of- you said it wrong oh my god that's why I'm so confused oh, it's, it's Bergwine Bergwine I'm sorry Bergeron I'm like Patrice Bergeron from the Boston Bruins my bad my bad my bad Yo, don't think, disrespect you know what my guy like that you know again that's you know what it is you know what it is though um I'm so used to saying Bergeron from the one that used to play for the Islanders. And that's the the pronunciation starts the same, but it's not. So that I think that's what that's what that was just now. That's funny. Um, but all in all, uh, what you call it? What you call it? What you call it? Yeah. So I'm torn because I have him right now. I don't. I'm not gonna say he's starting over somebody on my team, but I definitely started him last week because my bench is three Arsenal players. So once Tierney comes back healthy, I'm going to drop a defender and then drop somebody else, and then the team is more balanced. But I say that to say that, yeah, fantasy uh, soccer is pretty lit. I enjoy it. I'm going to be honest with you, dude. You might as well keep riding the Bergwin train because that's pretty much all Spurs got right now. Like, yes, I watched your game. I watched your game during this weird time where Arsenal was only playing on Sunday and Monday. So I was just like, all right, I mean, they're showing the Spurs on TV. Let me watch them lose. And he came out and scored in his debut. And I was just like, and I watched that whole game. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to be a problem. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Especially with teams keen in on Son or when he's hurt or anything like that. And Lucas Moore not being who he was last year during the Champions League. I'm like, oh, yeah. This this kid is uh, – and he's just different. His playing style and the way he – like, he's not selfish. He knows when to attack. He knows when to play uh, the ball back. And it, I just was like, nah, I need to win. So I, or I'm sorry, but um, <laughs> he's got to come to the squad, and uh, there it is. But uh, but listen, I got four Arsenal players on my team, so it's not like I really got five. I got five Arsenal players on my team, so it's not like I'm out here, you know, just completely saying f f my team. That's not what I'm saying. But, and this is huge, but I'm trying to win, and that kid is a he's a baller, so I got a baller. That's what happens. Um, but yo, you know what I meant to ask you. Um, no, I didn't mean to actually because my team got ousted from European uh, play. But do you think? Yeah, Man don't City, even go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think Man City is really going to get this uh imposion, imposion, this uh punishment imposed upon them? Because I'm we're only five points out of uh that fifth spot, and that would be the place that we would win since Man City is uh technically higher than a couple of teams. I need that. I need that spot. Should I need it too. I don't know if they'll do, keep it for this year locked in, but definitely next year. You know what I'm saying? Like, they might bypass this year, let them rock out, and then the year after, penalize them. Hey, um, I hope not. I was about to say, I need you to be more optimistic there, pal. <laughs> How am I supposed to be optimistic? Um, what, what, you know what I'm saying? 
Okay. Yeah, you, you, uh, my optimism yeah. ended when I decided to start watching soccer and I ended up falling on a Tottenham Villa game and I chose Tottenham. So that's where my excitement ended. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's that is uh <laughs> that is super yeah, I don't know what happened, but I never heard Shep talk like that. Yo, don't you dare Don't you dare do this You and your XFL picture Are you kidding me Yo you know what's crazy it, it, he, and This is this is Mo-esque right here if this, if this was ever something Mo would do This is something Mo would do Just randomly Man i never seen an ass like that And it's like Mo where did you Where did you come from Where did you come from Where did you go that's your new nickname, Mo Cotton Mo. Unless that's racist, then otherwise I won't call you. <laughs> yes. that <laughs> I was just laughing at the irony before you said it, and I was like, "Oh God, why? Why is this happening?" Oh, it happened. I'm sorry, guys. Hit <laughs> um, my people, so don't. Uh... He said, "Let my people go." <laughs> um, so yeah. it in the water. So we were talking. This guy, Shep. <laughs> <laughs> Shep knows all the classic Negroes, right? <laughs> right, right. So I'm very diverse on my history knowledge. Don't play me. That's what we like to hear, uh, brother Bishop Shep. Um, <laughs> most of we we talking about football here. The other football that you don't uh, partake in. Yeah, I, I know, I know. I've been listening. I, I, I just heard you talk about the footballs and the, you know, say talk about the the Tottenham's and the Arsenal's and the, you know. So that's about that's about as good as it gets from right. I was, I was <laughs> <laughs> that's as thorough and uh, as lengthy as it really gets from me. That's a fact. That's a, that's all I know about that. And I know about Bergeron. So it's about that's about all. I know. <laughs> oh, so you were there for the Bergeron part. You've been there for that long. <laughs> First of all, it's Bergwine, and second of all, Jesus nah, Christ, good on you. Good on you for being able to contain yourself for that long. <laughs> right, right, because he could have easily chimed in right there or laughed or something. He was just like, "Nah, I ain't gonna. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait the perfect time." He's too busy uploading that XFL picture. Right, chat. right, right, <laughs> right, right. Speaking of that, Mo, uh, how was how was this past week? How was how was that? Uh, it's actually really good. I don't know if you talk about the XFL podcast that I do, XFL oh. Live. You know, you can go ahead and check. I'm joking. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> go ahead, Shep. Both. Like, yeah. <laughs> that, was real, that was real Shepherd-esque. Nah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the actual XFL week this week was actually pretty good. I don't know if you watched any of the games. But, sure uh, did. Yeah, no. Nah, they're, they're, uh, I like them. They're getting pretty competitive now. And uh, it's starting to see a lot of good players. Well, not a lot, but you see some really good players. It's interested to see how teams are combating them. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying watching it, you know. Gives me some football to watch until the Giants are good. All right, so you got to hopefully the XFL was, lasts was, for a decade. How much of a free, free <laughs> shot at that? Come on, bro. Why are you going to let it be that easy? It's not even fun at that point. <laughs> you better hope it doesn't fold after five years. Like, sometimes, come on, bro. Like, I throw you some low hanging fruit every now and again. All right. Yeah, don't talk about my low hanging fruit like that, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Mo, we need, yeah, your, so. we need your expert take, man. Okay. All right. Well, correction. Expert take, Mo, not synonymous. However. Experts, but whatever. However, right? Yeah. There's this thing about uh, load management going around. Ooh, the load management. Pause. Um, <laughs> major pause. 
Yeah. Um, we gotta we gotta add the episodes. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Major league No no pun intended. Major league. Yeah, that was awful. Um, so with that being stated, right? Um, I think it's a thing across all sports. Like the only the only sport that that doesn't get frowned upon is baseball. Yes. Baseball is 162 games. I'd hope there'd be a little bit of load management. But then NBA, then the NBA has 82 games. So it's like, let's be honest. There's games where you're in the outfield, and let's say there's a a perfect game going in terms of like there hasn't even been a ball in the outfield in like five innings. You're doing nothing. There's no stress being put on your body at all. So, you know. But then there's players who need every three days off. It's like I, I, I gotta gotta maintain my body to make it through this season. But well, then you have go ahead, Mo. In, in my in my expertise, you know what I'm saying, all yeah. of my expert knowledge, right? About the experts and whatnot. Yeah, right, right. Uh, no, I, honestly, I think that load management is something that has to be seen as like a case by case type thing. You know what I mean? You can try and say that oh the, everybody should load manage or everybody should load manage but I think it's a gray area I think that there are I think that the more usage that the team has out of you the more room you should have to load manage you know what I mean I, I don't think it should just be reserved for the stars you know what I mean there are a bunch of players on teams like the Suns who are putting in the same amount of minutes that a player like Giannis that a player like Kawhi is that don't get the the you know what I mean this the screen time that these other players do, who also I think will need to load manage their career at some point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that being said, I think it's something that has to be earned as well. You know what I mean? Like it, it comes with the territory. Like you know, like you said in the MLB, you have pitchers are you know known to you know pitchers have to load manage obviously you know (laughs) but it's something that used to be you used to have pitchers who would they pitch you know like a couple of innings and then they load manage for a couple of games and they decided that they the the coaches decided they didn't want to do that instead they were going to pitch relief pitchers for one inning maybe two innings and be able to get them into more rotations into more games so you know that's somewhere where you see load management was taken away whereas in the NBA you see it kind of started where Tim Duncan was somebody who like earned load management he you know put in his time and in order for him to actually still be effective in the playoffs he needed to load manage and then you saw a young buck like Kawhi come along and he was like nah I I need to load I need to do that too like I'm gonna be load managing my career from now as opposed to wait until I'm that old shout out to Timmy Timmy D who's actually coaching tonight in the place or in the absence of uh Greg Pop because you know personal matters, but yeah, just shout out to him. Go ahead, man. Yeah, but yes, but shout out to Timmy D. But yes, but like I said, it's it's something that should be looked at case by case. You know what I mean? Like also, like in hockey, you know, like goalies are allowed to obviously load manage because of how how much uh, work they ha- they have to get in, but the players don't load manage in hockey like that. That's not seen as something that the that's that's very uh. Is that true, Shep? Wait, what was the hockey goalie? I mean, like, yeah. You're talking to a guy whose franchise right now is in between three goalies and they're doing Heiner Hunk was super dirty and I'm pissed about it. Oops, sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to. So uh, you're bringing uh, up a sour subject uh, here. Sorry. sorry. I have, like, 
I'm going to let Mo finish his tidbit because I want to get us a little segment in on the load management because I, I have a little bit of a a uh, uh, little bit of a fucking debate for you on that. No doubt, no doubt. Go ahead, Mo. I mean, I guess that's that is my tidbit. Is all I'm saying is it, it needs to be earned. But if this is the way I'm going to say it, if the media, if you're somebody that's big enough that in the media they're talking about how you're load managing, I'm sure you've earned it. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the way that I see it. Like, these players need to protect their careers, need to protect their asset, which is their body. And it's been known that sports are taxing, and the level that they've been done at in the past has been detrimental to the extent and the length of careers. So players are trying to find a way to manage that to optimize their money potential in this day and age. And I don't think that should be frowned upon because, you know, that's is one of the few outlets that these athletes have for money. You know, some people are better at making careers after it, but, you know, as long as people can make it go, that's how long they should make it go. You know, like, shout out to Vince Carter for doing it 22 years strong. Like, that's, I don't know about strong, but he's been doing it 22 years. <laughs> he definitely been doing it. <laughs> he's been doing it for 22 but, years. Hey, these last uh, four years. nature like him, then, you know, you, you obviously need to find a way to do it you know, cope aesthetically with your body. All right, fair enough. I'll give you that. Now, Shepard, um, what'd you have, brother? I think load management on players, uh, especially at the professional level, right. is frustrating as a consumer. Mm-hmm. And here's why. You got to think of it like this. Um, probably one of the most disappointing things that ever happened to me in, like, going to a sporting event is going to a Yankee game and anticipating seeing my favorite player, Aaron Judge, play. And then getting to the game, realizing he has the day off because they wanted to rest him. Like that shit is annoying as hell. I'm sure it's the same thing as you want to go watch, you want to go watch uh, the Lakers play and LeBron sitting out and you're like, damn, what the, why am I even, why did I pay the price of admission? But here's the thing thing, though, is if you won a championship, they have to sit him. So it's like, I heard somebody said it the best way was if you buy a ticket to a game and it gets rained out and you can't go the next day, that sucks. <laughs> but that's how it is being the fan of the team. The team has to do what they have to do. Well, let me t- tell you this, because these players, there's, it's so much more prevalent nowadays, especially, and it, the, the breaks in between play is so much more frequent. Tell me right now, was Babe Ruth one of the highest caliber baseball players of all time, one of the greatest of all time? Was he? Duh. Okay. So Babe Ruth played almost every single game, ate two hot dogs before the game, and smoked cigar while it was a cigar while it was going on. I want to talk about load management and a guy who didn't even take care of his own body. These guys are so physically toned and have so much protection at their disposal. Granted, the games are played at a higher pace than they were back in those times, so to speak. But it's like, where does it go from Nolan Ryan pitching nine innings every single game to now your starting pitcher, I'll go last year, Yankee, one of their best pitchers on the team, uh, Masahiro Tanaka, if he breaks five innings, that's a good performance. You know what I'm saying? Like, where's the load management on that? That like That's micro load management. You're micromanaging the players on field time. Like I'm, I'm bringing a baseball more now because I know you guys have more of the football and basketball lockdown on it. But also, too, in the sense of a hockey player, almost never if the hockey player other than a goalie is healthy, 
almost never he'll be taken out to rest. Artemi Panarin, every game he's been eligible, not injured, he has played every single game as a Ranger being the best player on the team, not missed a second. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, how come it's possible in hockey where I would have to say the physical impact on the body is greater than in basketball, soccer, baseball, that players can do this, but yet Kyrie Irving can get two games out in a row because he's got a stuffy nose, you know what I'm saying? Or something like that, you know what you feel me? Yeah, I feel you. I feel you on that. Um, I think with basketball, you have a lot of hidden figures, if you will. Like, there's a lot of things that happen over the course of time of you constantly jumping and running and planning and stopping on a hard surface that is hardwood. Like, hardwood was never built and designed for, like, what we use it for. You know, it just looks good. Um, It's smooth, you know, all the other technicalities behind it, you know. But the return on floors like that just isn't that great. And there's some players who even can go out and say that they were able to extend their careers because they stopped jumping so much. You know, like, everyone was so shocked when they saw Chris Paul catch the alley oop in the all-star game and he kind of basically said that he hasn't been able to jump like that in years i mean but he was more talking about like you know how he switched to be vegan and all this other stuff on top of the whole like watching the minutes he plays and what have you now with that being said i still agree that hockey is a lot taxing you don't really hear people saying you know i'm gonna take a day off but in all actuality you're skating you know you're not physically like yes you get well yeah well i was gonna say you line up against the boards and have someone coming to you full speed and tell me you got to play the rest of the game and see how you feel well yes but then you gotta look there's players who are built like zion and then they're coming at you full speed with no protection i understand where you're coming from but the same sense it's the ramifications in the game uh, cause a foul to any sort of major hit like that in your sport so that therefore being protection against it where in game hockey I feel like this is getting into pulling hairs a little bit in comparison of sports it, it, it does but I was in, about to say we're, we're both we're, we're both just saying that in, yeah. indubitably uh, it is very taxing on the body and that That's hockey doesn't do that it this, this stuff is bad taxing on the body but you guys don't want to admit that they're taxing in different ways and both these players need to load it. <laughs> no, I, I agree. No, I feel like I feel like a skater in the NHL, if healthy to play, has to play. And also, too, I feel yeah, and also um, you talk about football players. Uh who, who's no, a great, Yeah, a great example of uh of an Iron Man in the NFL would be uh your boy Eli Manning. You know what I'm you saying? Count. You don't count. All right, well. Why don't he count? Hold up. Why don't he count? He don't count because he was a pocket passer. He was never in the trenches, for real, for real. He never, he never, he didn't step outside the pocket. He's never in the trenches, for real, for real. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. How about, all right, how about this? You want to talk about players in the trenches? A player that almost never missed a game, Barry Sanders. There we go. That's, ten, that's a much 10 better years player. straight. That's a much better example. There's games where Eli, there's games where Eli, I'm sure, was never even tackled. Barry Sanders had more horizontal yards than he did vertical yards. He ran, he ran more running sideways than he actually gained yardage in his career. 
You know what I'm saying? That That's physical tolling. You're getting pounded in the offensive line playing for a garbage team every season. He didn't miss right. a second. Right. You know, minor injury here and there. Mm-hmm. But so what also like, plays into that that we don't really get a chance to talk about is the food that we have now um, is a lot worse than it was back then. Back then, food was nutritious, like legitimately nutritious. Like when you ate and you ate well, it was good for you. Now you gotta be, you have to look very carefully. You gotta go to a certain place, you know, in order to get the benefits and the nutrients that you really, really need in the food. And back then it was just, if you ate right, slept right, you was good to go. You was one of the top athletes, you know, but um, that, that, that plays a major role that doesn't get talked about a lot. Um, and well, major role is too, as well as these players getting hurt, taking away from load management, is the fact of how much more bulkier these athletes are are compared to oh, other yeah. yeah. generations. It's unreal. That and that that's affecting more so uh, that I know, in my knowledge, the baseball community, because oh, yeah. these gigantic players such as Aaron Judge get no oblique strain. You know what I'm saying? Who, 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 like, nobody used to get an oblique strain in baseball. Are you kidding me? This guy swung a bat and got an oblique strain because he's swinging the bat with, like, 500 pounds of pressure behind it. It's not, nobody ever does that, you know? It's like, it's, it's, it's a generational thing. I feel like more load management would be needed now because players are so lean, but yet so massive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nah, that that plays... There's a lot of factors. And I think the one you just mentioned and the one I mentioned are ones that don't get talked about enough where it's just like, oh, the bigger, the better. The athletes are bigger, faster, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, but they're also like the body isn't meant to be played. Yeah. Or not, it's you not meant to be that big and that fast. No, like you're just not. Like you're just, there's no reason uh, to segue into the combine a little bit. There's no reason that that offensive lineman should have ran a sub five practically. At three hundred something pounds, it's just not necessary. Yeah, there's no, there's no reason that Isaiah Simmons could be a two hundred thirty eight pound linebacker and run a what was he? What did he run? Like a four three forty? Four, oh, Isaiah Simmons? Well, no, 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 that's different. I think he's like the prototypical at like he just so happens to be a cyborg because he's six four two three five. Natural. I don't care what he is. It's just not natural. Yeah, how about that not hunter a, putting up mad reps on the bench? Yeah, I thought that was fake at first. I'm just like, oh, he's he's bumping uh 135, and then I heard it was 225. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> the punter is going out there to uh on third down. Copy. <laughs> he's, much. he's going to go play uh the slot corner on third down. Copy. Say no more. No, he's playing the t- the Tyson Hill role. I'm sorry, he's he's rushing the passer or some shit like that. But um, yeah, kind of kind of getting into um. The, the the segue I just threw that um was badly. You said I that was not badly. That was perfect. <laughs> what was what was bad about it, Mo? Go ahead. I'm listening. I just I didn't uh, appreciate how you had to point it out. <laughs> how I pointed it out, Shep? Yeah, you did. Ah, oh, damn. And you got Mo can have his one. All right, Mo, so you segue into it a little bit better then. Go ahead. You got this, I don't even know what we segwayed into. But look, look at you. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> One of the things that I did want to talk about, though, since I have the mic, is I wanted to talk about the playoff. Hey, yo. Hey. Yo, we all got the mic. Hey, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 
Your big, That's your how big. you segue into it. You see how I alluded to the fact nah, that... Nah, nah, dog. Nah, no, That was totally... Stat, just get on about the combine, man. Don't let this man direct right, anything. You. I appreciate <laughs> um, <laughs> I was saying that the combine has now come and went. Um, it was what it always is. Some players get a lot of notion and, and praise for what happened. A lot of players are... You know, it's like, oh my gosh, I thought he was going to be so much better. Um, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, none of this shit really matters. Um, a lot of players who had a slow 40 are some of the fastest game speed players that ever played a game. Um, a lot of these people who run the really, really good times are just really fast runners. That's really it. Um, so there's, there's no healthy balance. And... Uh, from what I saw from the combine, it, it's just what it is. It's a, a place for people who didn't have, I guess, say the the biggest. Uh, they weren't at the biggest schools. I think it helps them more so than it does the players that we already expected to get drafted. You yeah. know, so um, that's really all I gotta say about that. You know, like me as a Jets fan, we need offensive linemen. So I mean, I don't care if my offensive lineman's running a four. Eight nine. I don't care about that. Can you protect Sam Donald? Because <laughs> he is unfortunately our quarterback of the future. Um, so we we need to protect him. So that, that's all I have to say about the combine. That's it. Yeah, that's that, yeah, that all that needs to be said about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See, I figured. I, figured. It's, I mean, it's because honestly, the combine is like you said, just for the players to raise and or lower their draft stock. Right. Yeah. So, as a Giants fan, I'm just hoping that players can raise their draft stock enough that Chase Young will fall to us. <laughs> That's yeah, not it's not happening, Chief. Yeah, so, you know, at this point, what? the thing that's happening is people are raising their draft stock to give us to look at other people, except for we're supposed to draft Isaiah Simmons, and he's having a good draft, so he might go higher. So I, was, I was just about to say that, that, if anything, he's the person who went up further because they already knew he was an impact player. He's then it's that- like, they he forgot. He was He was at four. Where could he really move to? Motherfucker, he ain't going ahead of Chase Young or uh, uh, Joe Burrow. So three, exactly. three is where he's going. Exactly. So all he's doing is my draft right now. Three is where he's going. After Joe Burrow's is gone, the next three picks will be uh, Chase Young. Uh, not is it? Yeah, Chase Young. Um, my boy uh, Isaiah Simmons, and then Jeff Okudu from uh, Ohio State. So, they're they're locked up. They locked up. Jeff Okuda was one of the best cornerback prospects in years. Uh, they say since Jalen Ramsey, but I think he has potential to be better than Jalen Ramsey. Just based on how receivers were talking about his footwork. And, like, Chad Johnson was, like, marveling over this dude on Twitter talking about, I haven't seen feet that well on a corner in ages. Like, I haven't See, seen- I don't like people talking about cornerbacks because I remember how highly touted Prince Mukamara was. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, once I saw his name, I knew he was trash. I knew he was trash. Anybody named Prince is a scrub out here. Why can't he be the king? There's something the wrong. only prince right. the only prince out here is Prince, right? Anybody else is prince but prince. prince? That's the only what? prince we acknowledge. Maybe you feel me. So um <laughs> that being said, yeah, no, I wasn't I wasn't high on but I do get what you're saying, Chef. He definitely was. Oh yeah, you know, he's one of the top corners in the wild. He's a hard hitter, he's good in coverage, he has decent speed, and he got burnt every single <laughs> burnt. Burnt, burnt, burnt. Um with that though, this will conclude this first episode. <laughs>